What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Are you ready to slay? So are we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, there's nothing more that I like better than a little bit of black magic. And that is what we got today in spades. I am so happy. I loved this episode of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, probably because there's no vampires to slay, (laughs) which is like kind of going to be interesting to see if like my episodes are going to be stuff that have nothing to do with vampires. But loved 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 this episode and i'm really excited to talk it um out with you today yeah so this is witch which obviously with the title of which we're kind of assuming we're going into this episode with witches this is the one that felt to me obviously because the first two episodes were kind of like a a two-parter situation so it's like a big premiere episode this one was where i felt like okay we're in the monster of the week formula which isn't a bad thing i want to like very clearly outline that I have a lot of nostalgia for a monster of the week sort of situation. Um, And I know this came out first, but I first experienced Smallville, which was like a Superman TV show. Right. And it's like very much formulaic for the first couple of seasons, at least where it's monster of the week. Every week there's like some other mutant that Superman has to fight. You know, Clark Kent has to fight. And so this, and it's, and he goes to high school. So it's like a very similar situation where it's like, okay, we're going to have a monster. Buffy's going to have to defeat them this week. It's a witch. And I love, the twists and turns like I don't know about you Sarah but this whole episode I was like oh wait a minute okay this is the witch and oh wait a minute no her mom's the witch I did not guess the body swap though that was wild I had um 
such an inkling at one moment, but it was a fleeting thought that I quickly forgot because there's so much going on. But it was very satisfying to get the body swap situation. And yeah. it was very satisfying. Well, I, I know, like, you know, we're not trying to do any witch hunts here. We're really not from Salem, but it, it was fun trying to figure out who the witch was. And going into this, for whatever reason, I was like so determined that it was somehow going to be Willow because... <laughs> Like I, I was like, I'm like, like, yes, my girl Willow is a witch. That's how she's she hacks. A good witch. That's the only she's thing that I witch. know. A hacker witch. And I was just like, I know it's going to be her. Then like, mm. why? What's her motivation with the cheerleading stuff? Like, I didn't like really understand like for the first twenty minutes, like how I was going to slot Willow into this. But yeah. had nothing to do with Willow. Willow just knew how to hack. That's the only thing that she knows how to do at this moment. Um, very smart cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Willow coming in. I mean, honestly, this is also the reason I really liked this episode as well was because it felt like the first time where like we had Xander, Willow and Buffy all kind of working together. Obviously, Giles is there, too. I'm like all working together to defeat something where it felt like a little bit more because Buffy gets taken out in a sense, like halfway through, it does feel a bit more even as to like, okay, Buffy is the slayer. She's going to stomp everyone. And what else is, what is everyone else doing? No. In this episode, like she needed their help. And I also thought it was really fun to introduce a character and then have us and, and have her be like the sweetest, nicest human and then have us question like, oh, wait, is she yeah. actually bad? Like when she walks into the house and is like, ugh, you watched TV all day. I'm like, oh, shit, she bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't trust the nice ones, to be no. honest with you. They're all <laughs> devils. Uh, I mean, like that was the witchiest house that's ever existed. So I'm not I'm not surprised. But yeah, I'm the really fact curious. that we got an actual cauldron with like the limest of green neon color mm, yes <laughs> so fun it was a lot of fun like i i really 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 enjoyed this episode excited to get into it with you and i think that um i don't know it was just fun because i think that the cheerleading element of it really brought in like this teenage there's like teenage stakes you know like and, and not the stake that you use to like slay a vampire with like it's just like I need to make the cheerleading squad. This is really important to me. And yeah. I love like the, I mean, I was a Sabrina, the teenage witch fan, which is kind of like something that we um, got mentioned in here. And mm -hmm. that was the kind of thing that I loved in Sabrina where it was like, I I'm a witch, but I'm still a teenager and I still have teenage yes. wants. So like the thought of this like teenager, like, really wanting to make the trio the cheerleading squad because her mom was like a great cheerleader and like she potentially is casting spells on other cheerleaders like that is a lot of fun that's like the sort of like yeah. teenage practical magic stuff that i'm personally really yeah. into when it comes to witches and you and i've talked a little bit about like how like we're not that into like horror like i'm not that into sci-fi or fantasy but i've always loved a witch like i've been yeah. like uh i watched charmed i watched uh serena as i mentioned 
Um, I was obviously a fan of Harry Potter as like most millennials. Yeah, well, were. and Practical Magic. And, and yeah, um, magic, yeah, what yeah. was the one with the, the craft? The, yes, the craft. Thank you. Yeah. So, like, I always loved a witch. So, I don't think it's surprising that. Um, out of the three, like this episode really excited me, especially because it's like the type of magic that they were doing. So yeah, I think that we need to just like jump right in because there's so much to talk about in this little episode. And once again, yeah, no vampires this episode. We are done with vampires, and it was fine. It was fine, honestly. Like I was okay without having vampires this episode, especially because the way we start the episode is by Giles like chastising Buffy for joining a quote unquote cult. And that's before we see Buffy and then we see her and she's in her little cheerleading outfit and I fall on laughed like the fact that I love Giles calling cheerleading a cult and Buffy kind of snapping back like no I need to do this like I need to be a normal teenager sometimes I, this is yeah. exactly what the show needed yeah I I do agree like okay so I um I love Greek life and it yeah like it's fully a cult now uh also High school sports is kind of a cult. I fully got hazed in volleyball. Like, it's not, you're not supposed to get hazed in volleyball, but like, you're not supposed to get hazed at all. (laughs) Well, I mean, a little hazing is fine, to be honest with you. It it gives you character. So, I, but I like fully got hazed when I was a freshman in volleyball. So, it's all like pretty much a cult. Yeah, of course it is. And the cheerleaders, they they could be a they they could be a cult too. So Buffy wants to try out for the cheerleading squad. We learned that she was previously a cheerleader at her old school before right. before she got into the whole vampire slang. Yeah, as thing. her mom says, like before you got into trouble. I think it's a great idea for you to go back to cheerleading because maybe you won't get into trouble. So much. maybe just maybe. So yeah. and Giles is like repulsed by this, and it was a very funny gag to see Giles so disgusted by this. And yeah. Buffy is just a delight. Like honestly, like I love this character. She is really fun. It's she's like Cher Horowitz, but she kicks ass, and I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's something really fun about the like like obviously the whole conceit of the the show of Buffy being the one who's kicking ass and I love that we get like a tiny little teaser of what's to come because we see the like witches brew like you know her brew in the cauldron we see her like yank a Barbie off a line like obviously this is like using some dolls for her magic so that was really fun I loved getting like a sneak peek of what's going on without actually knowing who the witch is at this point you know yeah, because at this point, it's just like, what is all this like witchy activity? And once again, mm-hmm. um, because of the spoiler that I know that now I'm not even confident in it. Now I just think maybe I made the whole thing up. <laughs> but I really did think it was like Willow. And I was like, oh, like this is just like Will- what Listen, Willow does. You, we at, don't know. There's plenty Thursdays. of seasons for Buff or for Willow to get powers. You know, sure. there's so many seasons where she could get powers. I right. don't put it past the show at all to get her powers. Okay. Maybe it's like, a uh season four thing and i'm assuming it's a season one thing but we are in cheerleading tryouts which like anybody can go in and watch which i kind of find weird but um yeah because xander's just like ogling at everyone and how like stretchy they all are and it's like all right we do we need this guy in here doing this i think that we should kick xander out xander does should not have the ability to 
ogle the girl that can do the full splits. Like, I think that we need privacy here. Yeah. Unless he's auditioning. Because there's, like, a, a whole crop of teenage boys watching the cheerleading tryouts. Yeah. This is, like, so bizarre. Now, um, what we also have is Xander breaking... <laughs> DBK's golden rule. Oh my god! Randomly gives Buffy a silver bracelet from that things remembered essentially, and it says, "What does it say?" Yours, so, yours always, always. This is so cringy and embarrassing. Here's the yeah. thing: you should not give someone jewelry that has an inscription like mm. yours or engraving. Excuse me, like yours only. Unless you are dating. You haven't even asked this woman out on a date yet. And you gave her yours only jewelry? <laughs> I will say, Xander, you are not now, nor have you ever been, nor will you ever probably will be Buffy's. It's just, listen, I think they'll kiss at some point. That's where I'm going to say. I think they'll kiss at some point. A pity kiss at this point. Probably. It's going to be like very much like a, a George and Meredith from Grey's Anatomy type situation for all the Grey's people out there, I think. But the thing is, is it's so embarrassing, especially Sarah. I think what makes it worse is he does this like very much out in the open. Like, I don't know why. I feel like this is should be a private moment if you're going to go for it, you know? Don't go for it. Don't go just don't, don't do go it, don't for do it. it. Yeah, they said that that he said that that's all that was his only option of what it said. Now, if you are trying to give somebody a piece of jewelry and that's the only option in that style, get her a keychain. Yeah, get her, get her something else. Like maybe this like so a pair of lucky socks or like a scrunchie, just like not a silver bracelet that says yours always that's like the opposite of what you should get oh it's so it's so embarrassing um yeah but this is also the scene where so of course who's surprised that cordelia is trying out no one um but we also meet amy and amy is trying out for cheerleader like it's she we we get like not great signs from the minute we meet her and i'm not saying not great signs about amy I'm saying not great signs about her mom because like Willow comments on Amy's weight, which in the 2020 in 2024, we do not do. We just don't comment on people's weight, no matter if they're skinny or fat or otherwise. Don't say anything about someone's weight. But she's like, oh, you look like you've lost weight. And Amy says, oh, I had to, which mm -hmm. was immediately like red flag to me of like, mm -hmm. why are you being forced to lose weight? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, it sounds like she has an almond mom. And we soon realize that she's forced to practice like three hours a day with her mom to try to get a cheerleader she, she says three hours in the morning and three hours in the evening so, and oh, i was like six hours a day. Well, that, how is this possible because like if her high school is like most high schools it usually starts around 7 a.m girl what time are you getting up to start working out with your mom that's way too early four that's ridiculous yeah that's yeah three that that's a lot of and buffy we kind of start learning her relationship with her mom a little bit more because she says like wow that's like a lot of quality time with your mom like i like can't even get my mom to focus on me for like a second essentially uh yeah so yeah we, i feel like immediately we're like oh buffy has a little bit of not like jealousy more like envy of like oh uh -huh. it seems like everyone else has like a really good relationship with their mom except me um yeah so i thought that was really interesting too that we kind of get more of buffy's history with her mom through you know mm -hmm. amy and, and all yeah. of that as well as this episode and in, in its entirety 
So we no. have this like very talented cheerleading girl. Like this is like the standout. Like everybody knows that she's going to make the squad. She was the one that was doing the splits, and she's yeah, she's, doing- she's doing crazy things to the point where I was like, this is a tryout. Like this is a whole ass routine. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, she probably doesn't need to try out. I don't know why they're forcing her to try out, but she's definitely going to make the team. She's really, really good. And she's yeah. doing her routine. And it's really like this like extravagant, you're right, choreographed dance routine. And then she starts smoking. And you would think like, oh, like there's like special effects where they got the fog machine going. Yeah. No. Um, I like the line where Willow is like, oh, she's on fire. And you're like, you think that she's like, oh, she's on fire, man. Yeah. She's on fire. No, she's literally on fire. Her hands. Yeah, that fire. girl's on fire. And it's this this part cracked me up so much. Okay, so I will say at first, I thought we were supposed to believe that that girl was the witch and that like this was on purpose, you know, like the flames mm. were like a thing. But then it's like, no, she's like literally on fire and can't stop. And so Puffy. Buffy comes to the rescue and this killed me so much where she like pulls down like a flag or big thing of fabric, you know, from the ceiling runs. And instead of just covering the girl's hands and putting them out full on tackles. Her. No, you have to. You're she is stopped. Well, I guess the girls are stopping. Rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like snuffing out the fire. I think that Buffy did a great job. I feel bad. Buffy can't have one day off. She has to save every motherfucker in the entire school at all yeah. times. It is exhausting to be Buffy. She is now a junior firefighter. Thank God for fire safety by Buffy. But seriously, like she is putting in the work. Well, you know why though, Sarah? Because don't we remember she got kicked out of her last school for setting a fire in the gymnasium. Oh. She's like, I better put this shit out or they're going to think it's me. Yeah, she's like, it's too close to comfort. <laughs> now, if there's so many witnesses that they see her putting out the fire and not starting it, then she's in the clear. Hopefully. Genius. Hopefully. This yeah. is genius. So um, Buffy is now. OK, so we have these like powwows in the library and it's basically just vampire slaying club this is the union here yeah this is our crew and buffy is basically saying like i don't understand like what this even is like what is going on and giles is saying like oh it's some spontaneous human combustion like there you know there must be some reason oh, for have it you and ever heard about that where people just like randomly catch on fire yeah but like I always felt like that was kind of a thing like aliens where it's like people are oh. like it's true or it's not true. Not that it's always true. Mm. Like if there's a debate about it. Yeah. I really don't know. Like I feel like it could be true. But what do I know? Yeah. And is this is this where Giles is like guess what everybody there's witches? Yeah. He's like he's so excited. So Xander is like really upset and he's like oh great we don't even know what caused it. And Giles is like but that's the thrill about living on a hell mouth. Like he's like, there's, he says there's fiends and devils and ghouls. Like he starts naming like everything. I just, I just want to live in a place where they have lemonade on the, sh on the streets and it's quiet. Like white picket fence, 
Dog in every yard. I don't want to live in Hellmouth. I thought that I moved to Sunnydale. It's supposed to be sunny and there's supposed to be men named Dale there. That's it. Yeah. I will say, like, while I don't think Xander is super into this, Willow is thriving because she has now found her little hobby, her little part-time hustle of hacking. And she's really excited because they want to know more about Amber. They're like, okay, has she ever caught on fire before? Let's check her school records. And Willow's like, me, I will hack the school database. This is what I find interesting. Like, we're saying that Willow is hacking. I think that she's just Googling and this show is so old (laughs) that they're like, this is one step away from witchcraft. It is master FBI hacker. And she's just like typing in like, town map (laughs) they're like like, they're like wow you are a master hacker and here's the thing sarah okay they're like oh we have to hack the school database um giles is the librarian here he has access to the school database we know giles is just the guy who does the poking he pokes with his fingers his like pointer fingers he doesn't type and so willow's like excuse me giles pushes him out of the way and it does the does the straight up hands on the keyboard you know the gif yeah they she's so experienced with typing she had that paper on the top of her hands like and she never looked at her hands when she typed and i think that you're right like i think that like giles has the login information and because she's not the person that's like professor giles when she she's like i'm a hacker because i'm using somebody else's login information well, she needs to be relevant right like she doesn't want to get kicked she, off the, okay. the cool squad the slice squad we need a we need a name for the squad let me specify and like clarify willow is a thousand and one percent relevant giles Obviously. is a thousand and one percent relevant buffy is two thousand and one percent relevant <laughs> these percent xander, are <laughs> xander is zero percent Zero he actually, yeah, take away. Per- no, he might be minus five because he almost didn't kill. He almost got killed by his friend that was a vampire. So he really is not helping anything. But yes, I totally agree. And this is where we also get like Xander and, and Willow like being very eager to help and Buffy being like, but I don't want to put you in danger. Like, are you sure you want to be involved? And I love them both being like, yes, like they very quickly. I mean, the thing is. They barely know Buffy. She's like new girl in school. So I think both of them were just like looking for someone to attach themselves to, to like do something fun. Cause I don't think together mm. they're doing anything fun. No, nothing fun. Yeah. So they're a team now. They're a squad, which we're going to need to name them at some point, but maybe, yeah. maybe the, maybe the real world has a name for them already. And we just don't know it. Is it like the Slayer squad? Or the, I feel like that could be it, but it was my first initial thought too. So now I just feel like um, it's just too basic. So we need something more. That's very fair. Yeah. We probably do need something better than that. Um, And so then, then we get this like very interesting scene between Buffy and her mom who we find out. I don't know if we knew this already, but um, her mom is an art dealer and there's like tons of crates and stuff in the, in the kitchen where she needs to like, there's, she's having some kind of show, some kind of art display. So she needs to like get organized. She seems really busy and doesn't have a ton of time for Buffy to like have this conversation with her where she's talking about, oh, like um, cheerleading and all of that. And, but she's not. Buffy seems like, at least in my opinion, she's trying to reach out to her mom in this moment. Like, I think she found out about Amy and her mom and how much time they spend together and how much Amy appreciates their relationship. 
And I think Buffy is like, maybe now is the time. Maybe now is the time for my mom and I to work on our relationship. But I don't know, Sarah, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I was getting the vibes from her mom of not only was she a little busy, right? She's like trying to do her art show stuff, but also it feels a little bit like her mom has kind of written her off a little yeah. bit in some ways. Yeah, I definitely got some vibes in the sense like I even felt like she was blaming Buffy for the fact that they have to like pick up and leave she's and, so many times in three episodes I feel like yeah exactly so I think that there's some resentment there I also think that she just like doesn't seem to have time for her at all uh at Buffy and she's kind of being a little neglectful to her in the sense of like not really listening to her daughter and I like I didn't like those vibes because like at first I thought that maybe she was just flighty and now I just think that she just focuses mostly on work probably because she's a single parent Buffy actually mentions her father for the first time in this episode that he left them so uh, we know that she's a single parent and she probably feels like she has to provide for the family and that um, that's her main priority and she just has to work, work, work. But like, I definitely felt that Buffy felt a little isolated um, yeah. by her mother and then, uh, of course, by her father who left them. So yeah. it was that uh, a, a good little nugget uh, to figure out like Buffy's home life. But I did feel bad with her like yeah. even like not sharing um i don't know like the fertility le uh, like statue like wouldn't you want to be like telling your daughter a little bit about like if it's so interesting to you like maybe like she'll want to know about it but yeah. i guess like it was like a big honking like uh i don't know I think she was um, – wasn't there, like, something where, like, if she looked at it, she'd get pregnant or something weird like that? I thought they said something like that. Well, I, I just think – I thought it was – I think it was, like, a little appropriate. Like, I think, like, the statue had a big dick or something. Oh, oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, I – and I'm not trying to – let me just say, like, I'm not trying to get on Buffy's mom's case because, like, she's a single parent. She's, like – just moved to a new town. She started a new job. She has her first like big assignment. She's working really hard. So obviously she's a little distracted. Like, tell me how many times you get distracted when like someone's having a conversation with you, you know, like it happens. Oh, um, I mean, I've already been distracted like seven times since we started this. <laughs> yeah, and it's only been 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's one of those things where I understand, especially if her mom has carried over frustration from everything going on with Buffy. And it seems like she's tried to reach out to Buffy, right? She's she's obviously trying. She's reading books on, like, how to parent. So she's not, like, given up. I have but a I crazy think, concept. Instead of reading books on how to parent, how about you fucking parent, you idiot? <laughs> how about that? I just feel like it, anybody with half a brain cell could see that Buffy was trying to reach out in that moment, especially when she says, like, oh, well, Amy's mom is apparently like really into it like they train together for like three hours a day and she's like oh it sounds like amy's mom has nothing better to do and i'm like well that's like come on like that's not obviously what buffy is saying well I feel like read between yeah. the lines a little bit yeah well her mom doesn't even know that she's like trying out for cheerleading like no she wasn't even listening yeah she's like just keep plugging away like it's you can say that generic phrase to anybody what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Oh, one other thing is I feel like we got a little bit of like the Buffy speak or Buffy talk people were talking about. When Buffy opens the crate, she goes, jeepers, <laughs> which is very that's, Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah, that's, that's Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, Buffy is like hilarious. She said something at another point in time. I have to like get the line, but it mm-hmm. really tickled me. I there's a lot. Me. There's a lot of those moments. I think there's another one when she when she's under the spell or something. Um, but oh, then we- when she was under the spell, I was having a romp of a time. It was great. <laughs> She yeah, so was we, so fun. <laughs> she, I was Will and I were having uh, my husband and I watched the the show together, and we were having a like we were like, what exactly is happening to her with this spell? He thought that she couldn't lie at first, and I was like, I don't know. It just seems like she's very uninhibited. Like she yeah. just says anything that comes to her mind. Um, yeah. But it was really fun getting to see the different effects of the different spells. Um, speaking of which, we're. At the next day, so the tryouts have continued because obviously the fire um, that happened was not great for tryouts. And so they were doing like a big group performance all together. And unfortunately, Amy smashes into Cordelia during tryouts. And stupid Cordelia is just like, oh, you saw that, right? That wasn't me. That was her. Uh." I thought the the way that she did this line was so good. I was very interested in it. I kind of think it's so interesting that even though um, it is her mom in the body, because... No, not yet. No, I think it is now. You don't think No, but so? I don't I don't think so. And the reason I don't I don't think it's yet. And the reason I don't think it's yet is because she's very clumsy. And I think when it's her mom and we see her cheerleading in Amy's body, she's she knows all the moves. She's very coordinated. Mm. So I don't think the change happened yet. I because I also don't think that Amy would be having this conversation necessarily with Buffy if it was if it was her mom. You know what yeah, I mean? but like she was like talking shit about her dad and like uh would like called him ugly and like she was like saying oh, oh my mom put herself true. to a cosmetology school and never gained one single pound and like i don't know like i that's a good felt- point now i want to know if people know when the change happens let us know because i'm now i'm confused as to when it happens yeah she's like she was the best and i can't even get my body to move like hers and i think it's interesting because like maybe even though amy Amy's mom knows the moves because like Amy herself is not like as limber and like flexible. Like Amy's mom is frustrated because like she can't get Amy to move the same way that she did. But maybe you're right. Like maybe it isn't Amy's mom yet. I can't. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell exactly when the change happens. Like I think, we know when she turns blue, like obviously she's the that's her mom at that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we know it's hard to tell. I guess we'll we'll keep talking and maybe we'll be able to pin it down because this is one this is one possibility where it already happened. And I do love this is another thing I really liked about this episode was seeding in the nugget where Willow and Buffy are talking about Amy and her experience with her mom. And Willow says, Oh, we used to hang out like a lot when we were kids. Her mom's like like you said, an almond mom. And apparently she would go on broth kicks and Amy would come over to Willow's house and they would just eat a ton, a ton, a ton of brownies. 
Mm. And I love that being like a teeny tiny little nugget of like a character note, a little piece of information. So that later when we see quote unquote Amy's mom housing some brownies, we know it's not actually Amy's mom. Oh, that is so smart. Isn't it? It's so well done the way they did it. It really is. It's like very, very subtle. So uh, (laughs) Amy is in the locker room and Cordelia comes up and like threatens her and is basically like, if I don't get squad, I will fucking murder you and you are dead. Were you scared? Um, no, but like, I thought this was like very far to go. Like, I mean, I understand doing that. I kind of expected her to do the thing where you walk by and you just like shoulder check someone into lockers and then be done with it. But Cordelia went like a step further with it. And can I Mm -hmm. also just say, I don't, they really want us to hate Cordelia because they keep putting her in these lime green outfits that are so I don't know where you see this shit. Let me see if you're sharing this scene. I'm legit wearing a she's wearing like a leopard I'm sorry print. it's leopard print it's in the it's in the moment where she's already like hypnotized or has a spell you'll see okay. it um but I yes also <laughs> in my head keep calling her charisma because that's the actress's name yeah and I don't know like charisma is such a good name for like an evil villain bitch because it's like so ironic yeah she has so much charisma but she's a bitch I don't yeah know. Uh, so I, I don't think I hate Cordelia. I think that like, yeah, like she's kind of somebody that I love to hate in in a sense and, or like hate to love something like that. Like I kind of find her very entertaining because of how extreme she is. And I think that the actress does a really good job with her. So I enjoy uh, well, I enjoy hating her. her, especially I think in the next scene where they they find out who made the team, and like for some reason Xander goes in, no idea, whatever. He needs to be the main character of his own story. Like he needs to be relevant. It's I mean, fine. everybody, everybody is the main character of their own story. Well, he needs totally. to be the main character of Buffy's story, I guess. Um, so he goes up to the board, and then Cordelia comes out, and she looks at Amy, and she goes, "You're lucky." And Amy's like, "Oh my gosh, I made it," and she's like, "No." I did. And I was like, oh, shit. That actually was pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's fun. Like, she is, like, really, really fun. And I thought that throughout the episode, she's just, like, fun to watch. Um, also, ew, did you see the, the line that Xander said that Willow was one of the guys? Uh, Yeah. I hated that. Um, I hate most of what is happening with Xander, to be honest, because – a lot of it is just like his obsession with Buffy and oh my gosh, we're practically dating. She's wearing that bracelet. Mm-hmm. And Willow's like, yeah, but you're not hugging or kissing or acting like a couple. So. <laughs> no. And I know that we got some comments about like, hey, you can't hate on Xander. When Xander does something that is not hate worthy, then I won't hate Xander anymore. When okay? he does something worthy of giving him any credit. Yeah. Then I'll Which give might him be, credit. Maybe this episode, but I, I don't think he does anything that amazing, actually. You know what? No, he actively takes away credit from women this episode. So there will be no compliments given to Xander. Yeah, and I learned his name is Alexander. So he's a dweeb. What? <laughs> okay. Dweeb. So, just a dweeb. Just okay. a dweeb. So uh, we are. And also, okay. So um, Buffy and Amy didn't make squad. They are like, uh, like third and fifth alternates, respectfully. Um, and essentially Xander doesn't know what that means and congratulated them on making the squad. Yeah. So 
Such yeah, a foot and mouth situation. We are back at the creepy witch's house and we see the creepy witch dunk a Cordelia like doll in the green goop. Yeah, with with like a scrunchie covering its whole head, but basically its eyes to like blind it, I guess. Would you drink this green goop? No, it looks terrible. It looks like and you know why? It also looks very soapy. I feel like they used soap to get oh. the bubbles. <laughs> I mean, maybe it smells good. It kind of looks like it smells like um, like lime or um, I don't know. Maybe I kind of want to eat it. I don't know. Maybe you not. love lime jello. So maybe I that's do. why. Maybe it's giving lime you lime jello because I hate, yeah. I'm not a big lime jello person. Yeah. Uh, we have Buffy next morning with her mom. Her mom is basically telling her that she should sign up for yearbook and get involved in activities and buffy's like only losers sign up for yearbook uh were you in yearbook no i wasn't okay. yeah okay so then you're not a loser no i somehow managed to avoid that um Great. but okay. i buffy's line of mom i've accepted that you've had sex i'm not ready to know that you had farah hair um did kind of crack me up. Farrah Fawcett had beautiful hair. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't know Buffy. That might be like a bad take. Yeah, but Buffy says that like, oh, the nerds pick on the losers who do yearbook. But, you know, her mom is basically trying to be like, but you get all your pictures because you're the editor. Like you get to put all you and your friends like on the front. And like this is like something you could do. And Buffy gets really upset and basically is like, I'm not trying to be you, mom. Like I want to do my own things. Mm. So, uh, I don't yeah, know. they're not driving. Are you driving with the cupcake picture on Buffy's shirt? Um, let me look at it again. Um, it's legitimately oh, a picture of cupcakes. I kind of hate it. Printed on a white tank top. I don't get it's it. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's really awful. And it's weird because it's like she's wearing, I don't know, this whole outfit is a little strange because she's like a, a floral like thing tied around her waist in like pink shorts or something. This whole outfit is strange, but I don't mind the hair. The hair is very 90s. Yeah, her hair looks great, but I mean, it looks like she got access to a uh, like a printer that prints on t-shirts, and it's just like clip art, nailed it on a shirt. <laughs> That's all I want. Cupcakes, done, done. <laughs> Love a cupcake. <laughs> yeah. um, we see Cordelia, and she is in a weird daze today. She's yeah. not making fun of anybody. She's ignoring everybody. She looks like she's out to lunch. She's like lost. Like she, like Buffy even says, like, is that even her locker that she's like trying to get into? She looks very dazed and confused wandering around. Yeah. And I definitely knew that she got a spell put on her. I did not yes. know to what capacity. We kind of follow Cordelia around all day. And like I said, she's in a bit of a daze. She goes to driver's ed um talking about cute clothes this outfit is like the moment from cordelia the green one yeah she looks so good no 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 yeah, no is. no no yeah, yeah. okay no she is wearing so she has this like green plaid looking no thing. no 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 it's just, a, it's just a green shirt it's with ugly. like no She's and it's pants uh you are but lined I don't I'm know. What? I think what that blind? she. What does that mean? Blind. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said you are butt lied. <laughs> no, blind. Okay, so she's in a date. No, she... Cordelia is the one who's blind. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm blind. So, uh, anyway, she is 
basically told uh, that she has to take driver's ed class with other students in the backseat. And she starts driving. And she's she, like, and she's like, she does protest a little bit, but like in a very hazy way. Like if she's like has brain fog or something. Yeah. I feel as though she's saying that she does not feel well. The driver's ed teacher should probably listen to her. We also know or yeah. learn that Cordelia has failed the driver's test twice already. So incredible. Mm, that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so she starts moving and driving, but then she like just starts wiling out in the car. This is wild. And luckily Buffy is there because she sees like Xander and Willow in the hallway. And as Xander is trying to ask her out, Buffy instead is like, I'll talk to you later, follows Cordelia. So she sees all of this happening and luck, like this is insane. So Cordelia ends up, she like crashes the car. Everyone's getting out. Cordelia ends up in the middle of the street with so much time before this big truck hits her that Buffy has time to sprint, jump on a car and shove Cordelia out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And we don't really know what's happening. Like we're like, is this a daze? Like, what is she doing? Uh, it turns out she got blinded by this spell and we see her yeah. eyes and they are white and it is. Oh, it's so creepy and cool it's though. It's yeah. Creepy. It's creepy. It's pretty cool. She's like, what is happening? I can't see anything. She's blind. She got blinded by the spell. Poor yeah. Cordelia. Not for nothing. Her life has been turned upside down. She almost got sucked out by a vampire. She barely made the, the cheerleading squad and now she's blind. She's really going through it ever since Buffy got here, but also she'd be dead if Buffy weren't around to push her out of the way. True. Um, and so, yeah, it's just very strange, like, what's happening. And so then we're back in the library where we have the Slayer Squad assembled, and Giles is like, oh, it's witchcraft. Like, you're blinding your enemy. You're going to disorient them. It's classic. And uh, I love Xander saying, first vampires, now witches. No wonder you can still afford a house in Sunnydale. <laughs> No, I mean, for real. I Even mean, nowadays, a house in Sunnydale would be through the roof expensive. Exactly. 100000 over asking price, but at least you have a really close portal to hell. Yeah. And Willow gets a stick-ass burn where they're like, oh, why would someone want to do this to Cordelia? And Willow's like, oh, maybe because they met her? <laughs> <laughs> that was a stick-ass burn, Willow. Good one. Good one. So now we have uh, – Buffy does this whole, like, projecting her mommy issues onto Amy – where she's like, I know what's happening. She is a witch and she is just trying to make her mom proud for her to make the cheerleading yes. squad. And because her mom doesn't pay attention to her. So she's projecting. And then Willow does her hacking, which is just looking up who is renting library. This books. cracked me up so much. Where so Giles is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me a witch is doing this because of cheerleading? Like he can't believe it. And everyone's like, yes. Willow does this search to see who's taking out vampire books or no sorry witchcraft books and it turns out it's xander doing it yeah because he there's like nudie pics what a nasty little perv again please listen if you love xander i don't get it but like you can't force us to like him when this is the kind of shit he's up to you know what i mean mm -hmm. watch porn like a normie per person don't rent out library books with witchcraft because maybe they <laughs> flash a nipple every once in a while yeah, Weirdo. I mean, that's like, I mean, I guess it's a smidge better than just, 
getting the anatomy books, but well, I'm just saying, like, I understand this is the 90s, and we're not, we don't have such easy access to porn like we no, all do they now. Do, because in the 90s, literally the only purpose for the internet was was porn. Google and porn. also talk to Willow. She can hack anything. She'll tell you the good. Porn she can't thing. hack anything. She can just go into <laughs> the school's library system. And apparently, that's hacking. That's not it's hacking. So She's just in the search engine for the school. So um, yeah. Giles is like, you know what we need to do? We need to cast our own potion. This and cracked me up. We need to so, do like so much. Yeah. It's like they decide that they need to create a potion to find the witch. And by doing so, like, I don't know, you need like an iron nude and like hydrogen peroxide. And I don't know what you else. You need basically, this is the funniest part Air. of this thing is they're like, oh, everything we need is in the science lab. Aces. Yeah. Great. So they're like, okay, this is what we need. So then they pull like a little heist moment where like Xander and Willow are prepping everything. And apparently Eye of Newt and Eye of Frog are identical because they have like a, luckily everyone had lab today, including Amy. Luckily they were dissecting frogs today. So they had an Eye of Frog to use. Okay. So this is the confusing thing. Biology where you dissect frogs it's biology class yes and why are these people doing chemistry lab no one knows for the plot for for the plot for the plot that's why is no teacher being like hi guys like you actually don't need the beaker today you just need the frog everyone else just starts doing things but the best okay so what i thought was gonna happen because buffy ends up so buffy is on hair patrol she has to get the hair right and buffy takes it out of a hairbrush and i thought sarah i thought we were gonna get a little hinky situation where amy lent her brush to someone else Mm. and so it wasn't gonna be her hair but it was much more simple than my brain needed to be yeah, it was Amy's hair, and the the spell, the, the potion is blue, and the thing is, if you spill it on the witch and her skin turns blue, then she's the witch, but I just feel like the potion was blue. No, the potion was clear, and oh. it's when you spill it on the witch that it turns blue. And okay. so they have to, Buffy has to accidentally spill it on Amy, but like, Girl, that was such an obvious spell yeah. that I can't even. Yeah, acid burns in the lab are no joke. But as yeah. she's doing this, this other cheerleader that made the squad, I guess the second alternate or somebody. Yeah. She loses her mouth. She just, yeah. her mouth it's is skin. nowhere to be found. Yeah, this was really funny because, again, like we know, again, this is the 90s and they're using prosthetics. So it's very obviously like a flap of skin that they just put over this girl's mouth. But mm-hmm. I would want to be the actress. That seems awful to have that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, she's freaking out because she it's like muffled screaming, which is so just like eerie and creepy. And I love how no one gets sent home from school. <laughs> they're just like, on with our day. They're like, this is kind of weird anyway. Like, please dissect <laughs> the heart and remove it. And yeah. Amy looks pretty freaked out. Uh, so Buffy is pretty convinced that Amy is the witch because they got confirmation from the Yeah, blue. she's our Sabrina. But she thinks that Amy is doing this, like, unintentionally. Like, Yeah, that un- she's like, we should go talk to her mom because we don't know how involved her mom is. I like yeah. Buffy's instincts. 
makes are sense. bad. <laughs> no, no, her instincts to be like the mom is the red flag. No, that's not what she was. No, they were like, no, 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 no. They're, I guess they're like, they're. What were the point? Like, what's the point? Like, she's like, hey, mom, like, or Amy's mom, like, did you know that your daughter's a witch? I mean, like, yeah. Okay, and witches Amy's- create witches. We don't know the science. <sighs> so. <laughs> So that that's kind of the plan, but we see Amy come home, and we should have known because Amy's Amy's gate has a literal devil on it. Amy's awesome. house looks like a place of witches of witches live, and she is very yeah. mean to her mom, who is just sitting there and minding her own business. Well, that's because that's that's her mom now. I She's know. Her mom. Oh, I know. Okay. And Amy's like, write my paper. Like, you better do my homework. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I am just trying to make the cheerleading squad and Buffy and her friends are stealing my hair. Yeah. And we see she drops a bracelet into the cauldron that says yours always. So already yeah. this bracelet is horrific for Buffy. Yeah, such bad news for Buffy. And Amy's mom looks shook. So at this point in time, like, did you think that Amy was the evil one? I, yeah, I was like full on like, oh my gosh, they wanted us to think Amy was so nice, but she's awful. So yeah, yeah they I got me, that, they hoodwinked me. Yeah, I think that this is where I had the flash of like, maybe there was a switch. But like I said, I got distracted because uh, <laughs> the, the fun came. Yeah, that- well, I will. Yeah, I thought I will say like, I had a flash of like, I thought Amy's mom was the witch, but that was before Amy came home and was mean to her mom. And then I was like, oh, wait, I was wrong. It's Amy. So I had the flickering thought way early, early, early in the episode of Mm -hmm. like, oh, she's trying to help her daughter become a cheerleader. But no, she's trying to help herself become a cheerleader. Now we have Buffy come down and she is the life of the party. I've never seen Buffy so happy. She is singing macho, macho macho man. I want to be a macho man. And she (laughs) sees... Her mom is making fresh squeezed juice. And I love when Sarah Michelle Geller is like, ooh, juice. And she drinks yeah. the juice. And then there she finishes the juice. And then she sees the juice. And then she's like, ooh, juice. It was very, <laughs> very entertaining. And I also love, like, again, more Buffy speak where she's like, oh, that was totally yester. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was yester. Yeah, You're right. So yester. Uh, and the thing is, Buffy, again, with no filter seemingly, she's like, I'm so wacky. And she's like, what were you to do? Like, you just don't get it. You don't understand the life of a vampire slayer. Mm. And we're like, what the fuck? Because very obviously, like, her mom doesn't, like, think she's playing around or something. Like, her mom's not taking this seriously. But I thought the reveal to Buffy's mom was not going to be into, like, a second season or a third season Buffy's mom doesn't even listen to her legitimately like this makes me just feel like Buffy tried to tell her mom 9,000 times that she's a vampire slayer and her mom just doesn't listen to her take her seriously yeah I totally agree so it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like this is going anywhere you know what I mean this is not like the big reveal because Buffy's mom didn't take it seriously at all no doesn't seem to be so Oh, freaking Buffy's mom. Just listen to your daughter. She's telling you what's going on. You just macho, don't care. Macho man. Yeah, well, that's what she what that's what Buffy cares about. Just <laughs> macho man. She's macho manning it up all damn day. Yeah. And so then they're like doing now. So now she's actually on the cheer squad, right? And so she's doing her like 
practice or whatever, but she's like really into it, like pumping and kicking higher than anybody else. And is like, turn up the music. Yeah. She looks like she's having the best day of her life. And she sees Xander and Willow and she's like, hi, there's my friends. Hi friends. There's my friends. And the head cheerleader is like, very over her because she's not paying attention she's being too wacky and the game is four hours away it's so much pressure well and she chucks a fellow cheerleader across the gym oh yeah her super strength showed and (laughs) she basically got like taken away because she's just like too peppy and i think xander and willow knew right away that she was the next target and there's something off here like she's on medication we're just gonna take her (laughs) (laughs) and they had cheerleaders like maybe she needs more yeah, Rip. they're like, oh, well, who's our next alternate? And everyone looks at Amy and we're like, oh, shit, she got what she wanted. <laughs> Good for Amy because you know what? Sometimes sometimes you get what you want and sometimes you have to take what you want. And yeah. Amy just took what she wanted. Now she's part of the team. And hopefully everybody is safe now because Amy got what she wanted and all she wanted was to be a cheerleader. What yeah. a win for Amy. Amy gets what she wants and Buffy is dragged out by Willow and Xander. And she, again, she's really acting like pretty drunk. Like that's what it seems like. And so she's just like, oh, you're my Xander shaped friend. And you want to know why I love you so much. And Xander is like, yeah, baby, tell me more. And Buffy's like, cause you're just like one of the girls. Which I love because he told Willow that Willow was like one of the guys. So. Yeah, how does it feel to be friend zoned, jerk? Yeah, so I, I, I thought that was great. Um, and she basically is just like mouthing off about Xander, but she's starting to feel really sick. So of course they bring her, not to the doctor, but to of Giles. Not. Why to a hospital? To the librarian. Yeah, naturally, you gotta bring her to the librarian. The watcher. And he says that. Oh yeah, he says that this is a bloodstone vengeance curse and eradicates the immune system. So she's about to be dead. Basically, yeah. And uh and so they're like, listen, they you know, obviously there's only they only only have he's like, "Oh, how much time do we have?" "Oh, just 3 hours. You're going to be dead in 3 hours." And so he says, "We have to reverse the spells and in order to do that, they have to get a hold of Amy's spell book." So uh, it's like, oh, the but the other way we could do it, if needed, is we could just chop off Amy's head and be done with it. That's a good idea. Perfect. Simple. Nailed Simple. it. Yeah. Uh, but no, they're going to go the route of uh, trying to get trying to get the spell book. And so they're like, okay, well, she needs a space to do these, like, have her cauldron and do these spells and all of that. And they're like, okay, we have to go to her house. And so Buffy's like, oh, I'm just going to go. And it's just like, Buffy. You were literally just laid out on a table like two seconds ago. Don't you think you can send someone else? Buffy, you're not well, but no. also she has nobody else to rely on. So she does have to go. Yeah. Uh, and so they go over to the house and Buffy with her keen little eye notices that Catherine is uh, Amy's mom has like a plate full of brownies and Buffy immediately just knows exactly what's going on. Such a good catch. And at first, uh, Catherine, Amy's mom, is very, um, I guess, like, she is, she, like, refuses a little bit or she, like, plays along. 
Uh, I think because she just doesn't know them well enough. You well, know? she's afraid. She's, she's afraid. Scared. Yeah, she's, she's afraid, afraid of her mom, and she's like, she's gonna catch you. Like, what is she gonna do? And uh, and yeah, like she says, like, oh, ever since you know, dad left, she's been out of her mind. Like, yeah. and so yeah, she she switched uh, she switched bodies because she wanted to relive her glory days. And this was really sad to me when. Amy's mom, who we now know is Amy, says like, oh, she said I was like wasting my youth. Mm. And that is so tragic for like a mother to tell her daughter like, oh, you're wasting your youth. That's awful. Yeah. So her mom like took over her body. And I just I still don't know if I have clarity about when it all started. But I don't I don't really know, because I think you made good points about the first conversation with like Amy and Buffy. I feel like you made really solid points of like, no, this sounds like her mom. But we also don't see we see some of the cauldron things happening. But the only ones we really see are like the Cordelia and the Buffy one, I thought. So I don't really know when it happened Mm. unless we missed something. Uh, we could have been, we could have yeah. been. So eventually her mom like admits it. And I think that they are pretty much deciding about like, you have to come and switch back. Like she's out of control. Uh, yeah. and her mom seems to be, or Amy seems to be agreeable probably because she knows that like her mom is evil and is, she, well, yeah, and she's promised that like Giles can help switch them back. How? So well, but the spell anybody book. can do mute magic. Oh, you just need the spell book. And that's what it seemed like Giles was saying. Like, there's a specific spell book he needs to be able to cast a spell mm. to reverse everything, like a counter spell, if you will. Okay, all right. Anybody yeah. can be magic in this world. Well, Giles does say, I think, after he casts it, that he was like, he seemed very proud of himself because he's like i've never done that before so i think it is tough but giles just has enough of the background knowledge of all this other stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah so they find the book and they find all the creepy dolls and everybody has so like a, a lot of a lot of clarity and but also buffy's still dead like she's dying well that's the weird thing is i felt like it was kind of strange at how <laughs> how she went from like literally couldn't even stand up on her own with like a a washcloth on her forehead to then being okay enough to go and visit. But then she's like dying again. It was like a bit of a like, wow, she really rallied to go to Amy's house. She really tried. And then it took a lot out of her. So now she is about to be dead again. And Giles starts working uh, in the the lab again on the witchcraft and trying to reverse the spell because like he's trying to reverse all the spells so that Cordelia can have her eyes back and that other cheerleader can have her mouth back and everybody can feel good and uh all the while the game is on and fake Amy evil Amy gets to perform and live out her glory days and she really is enjoying it and like I was this is why I had thought that like the other version wasn't her mom because of how seemingly coordinated Amy is here. But again, tough to tell, you know, it is, it's a bit tricky to, to really discern. Um, And like, as this is happening, Giles, real Amy and Buffy are in like the lab because Giles is like, I've got this. And you know what? I'm just going to say, Giles, if you have someone who's like ill and under duress, don't put them on a table that's directly underneath light. Like, give them a little <laughs> bit of shade. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's probably so <laughs> nauseous. Also, it was very funny seeing uh, real Amy 
uh, practically gagging at dissecting the frog. Just like a interesting juxtaposition between fake Amy dissecting the frog yes, from earlier yes. in the episode. And they're doing their spells and it's working. And fake Amy is like starting to feel the effects go into force. And eventually like, oh, she gets to be on top of the pyramid. How exciting. Uh, that is yeah. the glory days. But well, that's why I also thought it was kind of silly because, like, I know they did it because it's the show and she needs to be at, like, the top and for the drama. But I was like, dang, like, new girl Amy getting top of the pyramid, like, first time out? Look at her yeah. go. <laughs> mm, I know. It doesn't seem likely, but she falls because she knows, she knows yeah, he's that basically, like, shit he's, is going down. He's, like, casting the spell and, like, because of that, like – Amy is going back to her own body and Amy's mom is going back to her own body, which unfortunately allowed – she should have closed her eyes, honestly. Amy and her mom's body should have closed her yeah. eyes because then she wouldn't have known where to run. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're connected. Willow tries to distract her and she's like, hey, like I can help you with your witch stuff. How, loved Willow? This, loved How can you help her with the witch stuff? <laughs> Um, I'm a hacker. (laughs) (laughs) I've researched it. Uh, But uh, she punches out Willow, chokes out Xander from far away, and goes to... By the way, the punch to Willow, again, I'm going to say it one more time, the punch noises on this show are so fun. They're so... It's like... (laughs) Yeah, it's so, so 90s, but in the best way possible. Yeah, it really is. And so, like, unfortunately, valiant effort, valiant effort by the B-Squad, um, but they didn't get it done. No. So, we, Amy's trying to get into the lab. She gets a, uh, punches out the fire axe and then starts, like, yes. axing down the door. Love it's this. very, um, like, Jax from Titanic trying to yeah. save, wait. No, Kate. Kate Winslet is like chopping out the door. Remember? With the no, axe? It's okay, been a long whatever. time. I know Titanic, but mostly because of the, the door drama. Yeah. You know? So we like <laughs> Amy was about to chop Buffy's head off, but so then great. they switch bodies and then like everyone's fighting with the axes. And long story short, Amy is back into her body. The mom is back into her body. And the yep. mom is about to cast a evil spell to banish Buffy or banish Amy. Banish Buffy, I think it was. And it like ricochets off from like a mirror and then she gets zapped away. Yeah, because she says, well, actually, maybe she was saying it to her her daughter. Yeah, she was saying it to her daughter because she does say like, I'm going to put you where you can like never cause trouble again. And so this is the, yeah, like Buffy makes it ricochet so that it casts a spell on herself basically. And, uh, and yeah, she like just disappears and we're like, oh shit. Okay. And I have to say now we're going to, we'll have to debate this the way the episode ends, but do you think this is the end of Amy's mom or are we going to see her come back at some point? I feel as though, like maybe in the future, but I also wouldn't be afraid. It feels very like, are you afraid of the dark? Where there was always like some sort of like creepy crawly ending at the end where like yeah. the person's like not really gone. They're really there because we see um, Buffy and Amy talking at the trophy stand and being like, 
oh, I haven't seen my mom in a while. I'm living with my dad now. Things are like really good. Like I can like eat what I want, do what I want. And like, I feel so free. And then like the last shot and it's once again, like pretty, pretty cheese, but in the, in a really fun way because the trophy of her mom like has like spooky eyes where she like moves the eyes so she's in the trophy she's trapped in the trophy and i mean i i don't know like what do you think do you think that we're gonna see Catherine? no no i think this is just a monster of the week sort of thing like i don't think we're gonna see her come back like totally could happen and i would i would be interested in what storyline they would do honestly i'm more interested in if amy is going to be a character still like are Mm -hmm. we gonna because buffy and amy seem like they were like getting along right and i loved it's kind of subtle but when we next see amy after we find out that she's living with her dad and she's much happier she can eat whatever she wants she's also dressed very differently oh yeah she looked much less like girly, much less prim and proper, much more like a grunge sort of aesthetic. And I was very here for it because I was like, yes, girl, like she feels like she could be herself now. And I yeah. loved that for her. That's nice. But the outfit was still very ugly. So maybe she does need to be possessed by her mom to look good. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm serious. No. It was um, so but bad. By comparison, I thought it was really interesting that we got another Buffy and her mom scene where her mom base and gosh again i didn't think this was like a great scene a great showing for her mom where she says like oh there's like i think it's because you're 16 like there's a reason i can't understand you and that's because i'm not 16 and Mm -hmm. buffy asks like oh do you ever wish you could be 16 again and she says oh god going through all that again not even if it helped me understand you and i was like girl you could have just said no like you could have just said no why did you have to add the other part this just backs up my theory that moms are overrated it's awful like all she had to say was like no being a teenager is really difficult and that's why like i understand you like you're going through a tough time instead she says no not even if it would help me understand you better and i know I she didn't say it's supposed that way, to be like, like 90s funny i know but it, well it, i mean buffy doesn't seem upset by it right like she loves that answer because her mom isn't amy's mom and so she yeah. like gives her a little kiss and she walks out and her it mom's like i don't understand what's happening yeah That line was very, um, Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But it's, I mean, I thought this episode did such a good job at not, because a general formulaic monster of the week doesn't always have good character beats built in. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I had such a better understanding of Buffy and her mom's complex relationship than I did at the start of the episode. You know what I mean? Like, obviously we knew they didn't get along super well, but I thought having showing her mom to be kind of distant and kind of like not really know how to engage with her daughter was really interesting and correct me if i'm wrong but we don't know like we don't we just know buffy's dad isn't around like did he leave i can't remember i thought she said in this episode my dad left me too okay so maybe maybe he left but we don't know the story behind that either no so and i could i I could have misheard but i thought that that was what he had said she had said but this i i have to say i think this is my favorite episode of the three because it it had less exposition you know like we already know the deal let's jump right in yeah i thought it was that i thought that was because probably because there's a witchy element and i like witchies um but i there's a mystery element too like we didn't exactly know who the witch was i like that i like that it felt very like 
I said before, like the stakes were very teen like. Like, we need to be a witch so that we made the cheerleading squad. A plus. Love that. Yeah. I I love like the fact that like in a teenager's mind, well, actually she was an adult, but anyway, like making the cheerleading squad is the most important thing. Like I can get behind that like stupid type of like reasoning to put a spell on all the other potential cheerleaders. Yeah. I, 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 I really loved it. Like, yeah, to, to exactly what you said. And like the fact that Giles was like, this is preposterous. Like this cannot be the reason why witchcraft is happening. I thought it was really funny because you have like a, he wouldn't understand. You know what I mean? No, and I, I no. thought that was great. But like a teenager would, they'd be like, yeah, of course. Like God have to, do it like we have to have to have to yeah meet the cheerleading squad it's life or death because when you're a teen like everything is life or death yeah exactly yeah um so love it love this episode really enjoyed it um do we have like other people loving this episode oh, too? we have so much feedback from buffy again shout out to you all for sending in feedback I, I adore getting it and reading it every week. It's just, it's like such a really, it's a fun treat. Um, So we got an email from Lily and Lily said that she was going through our Dawson's Creek catalog and just realized we started Buffy. Um, And so she wanted to, she said she wanted to drop some spoiler free tidbits. And she said, Sarah, she shouted out you specifically, Sarah, do not let any snobby Buffy fans shame you about Twilight. And I say this as a snobby Buffy fan, but one with the self-awareness to know that there's no moral high ground here when it comes to supernatural melodrama. I do think Buffy is higher quality, but there are a lot of shared tropes here from Anne Rice to Buffy to Vampire Diaries to True Blood to Twilight, and it's fine for one over the other. But for God's sake, some Buffy fans need to live and let live. Okay. Love that. I love the beef against, like, vampire people. It's just like... (laughs) <laughs> it's just like how the needle pointers are like big ops with the cross stitchers are they really is there a few yeah. there That's yeah fun. and the embroiderers like they all hate each other but they're I, also not to be rude they're all kind of similar they're oh all my god like- but why would you say that that's exactly like saying like a buffy fan is just like a twilight fan is just like a vampire's diaries fan, well there right? could be someone who is like just a fan of vampires and so consumes yeah. a ton of vampire media yeah, I really – I think I talked about this, but I was giving out those Twilight books like I was, like, a mob boss. Like You were the library. I was like, you you want to read Twilight? And I would, like, lend them out to everybody. Yeah. Uh, it was a moment in time. I think I, I hope I still have them. I had, like, the really nice hardback books. Um, it was just – I think that the movies ruined it for me a little bit because well, – Renesme was – horrifying looking well that's my secret like i never saw the second part of breaking dawn wow yeah i don't know if i've seen it to be honest i just i remember i think i've told you this before that i saw maybe it was the second one my best friend it was like her birthday and she was dying Mm. to see it and she's like will you come with me and i was like okay sure but i don't even know anything about it Mm. i hadn't read the books i didn't know i knew like 
what the general population knew about it, you know? And no, hold on. Adam just said we're watching Breaking Dawn tonight. I don't want to watch Breaking Dawn part two tonight. Good luck. Have fun with that. Mm. Um, But uh, Lily also continued and said, you'll get people dragging season one a lot, which is a P for me uh, when fans try to get newbies into the show. Yeah, I don't. I do think the series gets stronger and stronger, but season one is great. It's campy and fun and does a great job of getting you invested in the characters. And there are a few episodes that will definitely give you a clue as to just how insane this series will get so that's really exciting to hear and like i mean the thing is if we're enjoying season one as much as we are which i think i can say for both of us like it's we're both enjoying it that that's great to know that like it only gets better you know yeah i mean like absolutely yeah um okay uh we do have other feedback that i want to get to um we also heard from tracy and tracy sent in a little bit of a corrections corner she said that the buffy film is uh oh that we don't necessarily need to watch the buffy film uh the buffy tv show is basically a direct reaction to joss whedon hating the film he wrote it as a newbie and it got taken away from him and the tv series was him trying to do it the way he actually wanted to from the start Oh, that's uh, this fascinating. Yeah, this isn't to say the movie's not fun or that you shouldn't watch. By all means, go for it. But Buffy writers have straight out admitted that when they were hired for the show, they were told not to watch the film. Uh, so it does, like, connect vaguely to the movie, but not, you know, not meant to be relevant to the TV series. Yeah, I think that didn't Todd, our friend Todd, say something yes. along the lines of, like, she did not burn down the gym at the end of the movie yeah something like that i don't know listen we we don't know it's fine we'll probably end up watching the film at some point as like a between seasons sort of thing or something yeah um and uh we also got an email from david saying uh that they're really excited to go through this buffy watch with us they have a unique perspective because they never watched buffy before but have seen almost every episode of angel which is fascinating right because it's a spinoff how did you uh, fall into that I know, uh so they said i got into angel watching the reruns as it would come on after charmed reruns every morning while i was in college i've got a good understanding of the world it's set in because of because of that but i don't have any idea where the story uh, progresses i'm loving the podcast and can't wait to listen to next week's episode so that's really fun so i cannot wait to hear more from david especially regarding angel when we get a look because we actually that was a good thing we didn't hear we didn't get to see any angel this episode which blue oh you I want it yeah you wanted more. yeah i want to see david boranis at least once an episode. maybe he can't set grounds on the school or he's saying can't foot on the school grounds is what i mean mm-hmm. there's like uh like a blockage maybe an invisible barrier invisible barrier he's not allowed mm. okay plus he's a stranger and he's you know too old to be just wandering around school. aren't we all strangers remember the principal closes the gates and he's like no one in or out bitch this is jail that's true yeah um and then we also last but not least we got an email from justin saying um that uh he was one of the i'm sure a million or more people suggesting we go through buffy and he says he hadn't watched it either until just randomly one day he chose to watch it and it became one of his favorite shows and he said don't worry about not liking other characters that others might like i for one am not the biggest fan of both buffy and angel what then who do you like i know now i want to know justin let us know who your favorite character is justin is like full on darla 
Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Darla is the main character in my story. Um, and he said, I do have a slight bone to pick. When sexy daddy Giles speaks, you listen. One oh. does not fall asleep when that sexy man speaks. <laughs> I'm supposed to find Giles sexy? Apparently. Apparently right. Justin does. You know what? The thing is, is that Giles talks about, like, crusty history like he i mean i think he's the thing is is he's an adult and he's like obviously very you know knowledgeable and so whatever he says is gonna sound a bit like like the charlie brown teacher to the kids in school <laughs> okay so you know what i was thinking i was thinking like how old is this actor that plays giles at this moment and i was yeah. like Fucking A, I'm probably older than this dude. No, how old is he? Did you look it up? No, I didn't look it up, but like I, really I would know. guarantee that this man is like 31. And he just looks like 90s old, but he's well, not he, really old. Yeah, he's maybe he's 90s old where it's like you see parents and they're you they act and look like they're like 45, but realistically they're really young. Giles, okay, let's see if I can do this really quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um I believe in you. D okay, wait, what's his name? Played by Anthony Head. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that his name? He's six, 69 years old. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Um oh, you're gonna have to do math. I am. So if he what's what 2023 year? minus six wait, no, what am I doing? <laughs> but you have to what year did this come out? 1997? Uh, what year did Buffy start? 1997. 1997. So he was 26. No, no, no. Just that was 26 years ago. Now I go t- 69 minus. You're making it more complicated. 26. Okay. He yeah. Was 43. That. Okay. Oh, well, then you're. Oh, my God. You're nowhere near as no. old as he was in this. No, but I just kind of felt like he was younger than I He was secretly young. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not. Um, Justin also says that Buffy coined the term big bad, which is interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind oh, of that's fun. That's fascinating. Um, and so he's going to be rewatching along with us. And he he apologized for the length of the email, but I just want to throw it out there that no one ever has to apologize for sending us in a long email because we yeah. really appreciate anytime you take literally two seconds to write anything to us. And so. we read all of it, even if we don't put it. Yes. We always read everything as it's sent to us. Yeah. Um, so thank you everybody for sending in feedback. Of course, if you want to do that, shit90pod.com, uh, you can send us in a voicemail or a message, uh, shit90spod at gmail.com if you want to send us in a long form email and uh, shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram if you want to just send us a little message on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, would you like to know the name of next week's episode? Yes. So we've got Teacher's Pet. Wow. So what are we? Oh, what if this is a werewolf episode? Like teacher's you, pet. You are so obsessed with werewolves. You gotta I'm get just, over no, it. No, it makes sense. I'm saying okay. First of all, this episode was called Witch, and Witch was there. Teacher's pet literally could be the teacher's pet is like oh, it's this pet, it's a werewolf. Okay, no. well, only time will tell. Well, what do you think it is? Um, the teacher is evil. They hired okay. an evil teacher. Wouldn't be the first time in our run on shit 90 shows taught me of an evil teacher. <laughs> it's pretty commonplace, actually. An evil, rapey teacher. Yeah. Um, so that's next week. And of course, we're now to the point where we've we've gotten our footing underneath us, right? Like we're we're driving with Buffy. We know what's going on. We know the characters' names. We're ready. Now it's Guestapalooza. So next week is mm. the start of our Guestapalooza, where we're going to have a guest almost every single episode uh, for all of season one, starting with our friend Melissa. So I'm really excited to have her on next week and get all of her thoughts on Badass Buffy. 
Fabu, I can't wait. Yes. Um, in the meantime, uh, we're also covering Felicity, which comes out on Mondays. If you want to check that out, now's a good time to jump in because we're only like halfway through season one and it's getting juicy. So now is an excellent time to hop onto Felicity. And of course, it's also Jam in January where we covered Empire Records. And very shortly, we're going to be putting out coverage of That Thing You Do. Uh, so check that out. I haven't seen that movie yet. I've never seen it. So I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. So uh, beyond that, you can find me at the Jess Sterling and over on Pusher Recaps. Sarah, what about you? Um, you can just find me at Sarah Ferguson. I'm yeah. mainly sticking to shit any shows taught me and all of our projects here. Um, yeah. And it's great. Everything's great. Yeah. So that's where you can find us. Uh, until next week, we will talk to you all then. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.